0: Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Shorta Speaks With and this week I am speaking with Holly Mumford who is an actress and you are raising a family, you're a writer, you're a producer, you do a lot of things on the go from what <laughs> I see. So how, how are you Holly? I'm
1: really well thank you, yeah how
0: are you? I'm doing very well as well thank you. Um oh, good. Time recording, we're still in lockdown in Ireland, but we are getting out of it slowly, oh, very, my gosh, very slowly. <laughs> it's, uh, be, it's been a year. It's been uh, quite yeah. a year. <laughs> Hasn't it just? <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I'm delighted to have you here on this podcast. So I wanted thank you to... Too. Thank you for joining me. To, I wanted to get us started if you give a very brief introduction about yourself and how you got into acting to begin with.
1: Yes, yeah, sure. So um, I came to Italy, gosh, years and years ago. I came first of all when I was about, yeah, I was 20 years old um, and uh, I came over as a model with the intention to just stay a few weeks because when you're a young model um well back then anyway they sent your agency would send you to different countries to get experience and to build your book your portfolio and so my agency sent me here um but I was really wanting to get back into studying but um you know Best laid plans and all of that <laughs> I ended up staying for seventeen years. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I just knew I knew as soon as I got off the plane because I was a bit um I was a bit nervous to come to Milan. I hadn't heard the best stories from friends, but as soon as I got off the plane, I had this sense of um that it was my place that I was always meant to have come here and I really liked modeling because it gave me an incredible opportunity to travel and meet really wonderful people, but it didn't fulfill me really. Um, And I decided that I would pursue my dream because I'd always wanted to um, study acting and become an actress, but I was a bit intimidated to do that in the UK. Um, I found a beautiful, incredible acting school in Milan that was really kind of, it had a really open mentality. It wasn't elitist in any way, wasn't snobby. And so um, I studied with this incredible teacher called Michael E. Rogers. The school was run by Eduardo Costa and they would get all of these teachers over from LA and different places to teach semesters. My main teacher was Michael Rogers and also david callahan and this course is this two-year acting course changed my life and i was really lucky that immediately after acting school i um got a job in a um, with a kind of stand-up comedy group uh with john peter sloan and uh then, immediately after that, I got into a theater company run by Rocco Di Tradoli, and we were touring doing these incredible plays and so, yeah, just over the last sort of ten to twelve years, I've been building my career. My main focus was on theater, and then I've slowly started to expand, done a bit of TV, a film um, and yeah, i think I think that's it., <laughs> oh, you
0: know. No, it's great how things kind of were falling into place, it seems like, that you, you know, yeah. had plans to go for a few weeks, but then you started going to acting, and then all of these sort of pieces started, you know, falling in together, that getting to the acting school, the stand-up comedy, yeah. and then you mentioned the theatre. Uh, I imagine yeah. all of it, you know, helped to bring you where you are today, then, I imagine.
1: It really did. I think it was, I really believe in destiny. And the people I met... Um, really uh, cemented this idea for me. Every time I thought maybe I should leave and go back to the UK, something happened or I met somebody that convinced me that Italy was, was my home. Mm. Um, and I felt always very at home here and very, very happy. Yeah, yeah. Really lovely. Lovely. I love
0: And did you speak any Italian before you went to Milan?
1: No, I was hopeless. I was terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know how to say ciao. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that was curious you know, if, you, if you always, you know, could speak Italian or if this was the first time. It's the first time. So you learned Italian as you were in, in Italy.
1: Yeah, I learned to, wow. you know, just I didn't really have any official kind of lessons. I didn't take a proper course. And I remember going into this, this um, coffee shop and I really wanted a peach juice. And I said, what I thought was, can I please have a peach juice? Whereas what I said was, because there's pesca, which is peach. Uh And I said, can I have a succo di pesce? Which is, (laughs) can I please have some fish juice <laughs> it's like mm. I mean it yeah. could be worse but <laughs> could, I mean I did do worse that's just tame I'm just giving you this
0: one of the oh, tame yeah, examples. Yeah. no I uh <laughs> I mean as, as I mentioned before uh you know we started recording that I grew up you know speaking uh well, Spanish and and English as well and I can speak neither language well so, but I, I grew up, you know, kind of mixing the two languages as well. And uh, you know, oh, for I example, I would say, you know, if I was at a doctor's as a child, I'd say, "Open puerta, open puerta."
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> <don't> <laughs> so,
0: but um, but no, that's fantastic. You know, it, it it is great to hear when you go to a place and then you just fall in love with a place, and mm. you've, you've been there ever since. Then I take it.
1: I have, yeah, um, yeah, ever since. I never really looked back, to be honest. Um, Fantastic. No, I love Italy. I love it. Love everything about it. Apart from the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy can drive me a bit (laughs) mental, but drives everyone a bit mental. That's also, it's beauty in a way. You just have to let yourself go. You can't beat them. Just join them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Play them at their game. I think that's kind of nearly everywhere. (laughs)
1: Uh, But yeah,
0: maybe you think, uh, Yeah. But uh, no, that's fantastic. And um, now there's another, another question that I wanted hmm. to ask you now. You know, not to get too political, because uh, there's been a lot that's been happening, <laughs> at least in Europe, <laughs> the last few oh years. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, just a uh, bit. So, uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the B word. <laughs> oh now, my god! Now there, there's, you know, there are other podcasts and other people who know a lot more than I do about, about Brexit. But I wanted to ask about how it's affected you, because as a British person living mm. in the EU, living in Italy, and then mm. all of these things just happened last few years that are outside of your control, that, you mm. know, as an Irish person, I've been looking with kind of horror as well, thinking, what
1: is <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but ha- ha- how have, so how have you felt really, you know, with the things that have been happening or how has it, how ha- has it affected you uh, living <laughs> in the EU, living in Italy?
1: Um... So on a kind of logistical level, it's been, you know, a bit stressful, but it's been doable. Mm. So there's a bit of extra paperwork to get. Um, Still talking about the logistic kind of bureaucracy side of things. It's really annoying because for my job, I was able to travel to every European country and work and I had needed no visa and it was no problem. Now, that isn't possible. Aside from that aspect of things, the emotional effect, I think, was what really hurt me the most and also made me cry because it was this Mm. sense of loss um, and a sense of being robbed of everything I grew up with and the idea of what my future would be, the idea of what my future would be for my daughter and her friends, etc. Um, because I feel um, also European. I don't, and I, I felt as if suddenly I had this conflict of where of of where I was from. So um, I felt ashamed. I felt. Um, yeah a real big sense of shame for this vote that it has a huge impact on so many people and so many things that I love and I didn't know how to also communicate that to people that had um maybe voted stay and people that I really loved um voted oh not sorry to stay to to leave mm. um I didn't know how to talk to these people anymore because like happiness, my marriage, my love, my job, my whole life is thanks to the European union. And suddenly that was taken away. And it was as if it, it was being said to me, doesn't matter. That's not worth anything. And I hated this, conflict I had of really not liking where I was from and this Mm. big sense of bitterness almost like not really wanting to speak to some people feeling so frustrated feeling as if they were ignorant and nasty and not understanding even if they're not but that's how I felt about them
0: yeah no I mean I, I can I can imagine um you know because it I mean going back the vote was so close, it was by no means everybody yeah. <laughs> in the UK yeah. voted. It was you know, yeah. but by a tiny margin. And yeah. you know, it's such a big change again. And I, I guess you mentioned as well the uncertainty as well, you know, what yeah. was going to happen because we, we felt like that in Ireland, you know, because we are yeah. very close with the UK. And now we're yeah. thinking, oh, again with the visa, with trade, with business and with with everything as well. It was a huge shock. <laughs> Um, I just I
1: felt such this and you must have felt it as well this mm, huge sense of injustice mm, thanks to a massive manipulation machine Yeah, and I felt so sorry for people like my husband asked the question he's like but if everybody had asked themselves what has the EU personally but personally done wrong to you, you as an mm. individual take away like these big ideas of the European court of human rights and this and that and the other what has it person how has it personally wronged you mm. and I wish I wish that that question could have been asked I these political ideas are much bigger than I am maybe I'm the the ignorant one maybe I'm the one that's who knows but i i'm still feeling very conflicted like i really want to come back to the uk i want to see my family i love my family i love my friends um but there's a part of me that just really doesn't want to also because of how it has affected my life
0: yeah i mean again that's perfectly understandable and it's it's very sad as well that you yeah. that you feel like this about your home country where you you know yeah. grew up and then you were born in exactly. um because of you know what happened you know politically and this this vote uh to, to go back to the UK then is it uh do you have to fill out more forms now? Is that is, is you know we mentioned bureaucracy as well you know as well as emotionally is it more difficult? Is there more to fill in?
1: No, for me to go back to the UK now, it isn't. Um, it isn't complicated because I'm uh, still a UK citizen. Okay. Um,
0: to go back to Italy, would that be?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just I. All I needed to do was um, now every um, UK citizen that is resident in Europe needs to have uh, a type of um, a Brexit identity card. Let's call it that. Um, And each country is different, but it's a it's a universal universally um, identifiable card. So in order to get that, that was a bit monotonous and a bit stressful. But once you have this card, you in theory, everything should remain the same. But of course, we are the, the lab rats. So for the next couple of years, you're going to have teething problems, you're going to get people being denied, um, in Italy anyway, let me just only speak about Italy, you've had people being denied work contracts, being denied um, mortgages, sales, um, purchases of houses, um, buying a car, because... Not every entity has been updated because it isn't all Mm. centralised and everybody has, every single body has its organisation. They're not really sure how to move and they're not really sure which document is necessary. So Italy at the moment anyway, and I know also along with France, um, having these teething problems. Mm, so. um, but yeah, no, in terms of coming back to the UK, I think I'm, oh, apart from uh, certain friends of mine having to close bank accounts because UK banks don't want to purchase uh, a license to have a European residence as, um, as, as having bank accounts. Having yeah, bank there, accounts. There,
0: there are all these things that... I mean, I don't think people realise just how complicated it would be. <laughs>
1: no, they don't. And also Brexit has delayed um, the, how uh, about people knowing the complications. So next time when somebody wants to go on holiday
0: to right. Europe
1: or when they maybe want to retire in the sun...
0: Yes, or buy a everything. house. <laughs> we're not going
1: to be able to. It's going to mm. be super complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess that these things were just not, as you mentioned. You know, we, we could spend hours talking about this. You know, the Oh my God, Machine yes. you mentioned <laughs> yeah, that there, there yeah. is even a, a film, I believe, with Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: It's which, amazing. Everyone should watch it. this film. Oh, yes, I have course, it because yeah. I don't know if I
0: could. <laughs> I've heard it's great, but. I was still like, mm. it's still a bit. <laughs> but, yeah. Watch it with a stiff,
1: like whiskey, <laughs> to take the edge off.
0: <laughs> I'm not even British, but it does affect me. It affect people in Ireland as well, but yeah, it affects, well, for,
1: yeah. It affects,
0: affects everyone really. It affects in the U.S. Yeah. and the rest of Europe as well. But well, I am sorry for uh, for for that, but. Um, so I mean, you you are still living in in Italy, then, as you mentioned, you have, you have mm. family there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what what's it like then? Because you you mentioned that you're an actor and you presumably mm. travel around the, the road quite a bit. Um, what what's how has it been like to you know raise a family and work uh, presumably full time? You know, travel around mm-hmm. as well. You know, how have you been able to manage to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um what, what's your secret
1: so, uh, no, a lot of help <laughs> um well I think so raising a family in Italy number one is uh useful because children are so welcome everywhere okay. and children are adored like do you know what? It even starts when you're pregnant. Like the the when you're pregnant, everybody stops you like you're this VIP. Like, oh, how many months are you? Oh, boy, you're a girl. You look so beautiful and this, like that, the um, other. Like, you know, Italy, just they adore children. So this is, this is wonderful. Um, me, I decided that I would slow down with work until my daughter went to started kindergarten then she starts when she's three so another year and a half um but I've taken on only certain jobs so let's say I basically work part-time and it can be also a challenge because I don't have um let's say I get a really good job or the prospect of a really good job but I can't go for it because I don't have the necessary childcare I only have childcare in the afternoon I don't have it in the morning and this is actually a big problem for women in my industry um like film sets um production companies don't have nurseries really? um so women Find it very difficult in the industry to get back into work uh, after having children. Actually, there's this really great initiative, a fabulous actress in the UK. Oh my God, her name escapes me. She's in Peaky Blinders. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to Google her name now. And she's just started this initiative in the UK to get nurseries involved in productions. Are you a fan of Peaky Blinders? I I
0: have, uh, shockingly, never seen it. My parents have, but I really want to because I'm a fan of so many great actors in it and I've heard it's great. Oh, oh,
1: it's brilliant. (laughs) Okay, so her name is Charlotte Riley. I can't believe I've forgotten it. Okay. Uh, Hang on a minute. Yeah, let's see. She plays me. Yes, Charlotte Riley. And she's... um... Doing this great initiative of, like I said, to get nurseries in production companies. So when um, actors, or producers, or directors, etc., etc., any type of parent that's on set has access to childcare. And that would be great if we could start yeah. something like that in Italy as well.
0: <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems obvious because I mean, you said you you're missing out on you know potentially yeah. big roles and good yeah. roles,
1: but then yeah, I can't I can't yeah. go for them. I can't unless I know for sure that my husband can cover that day, which is a bit difficult, or I can only work in the afternoon, and I simply have to say no to the job. Mm. um and it's something I kind of made peace with because I wanted to be very present with my daughter like I didn't want to you know put her into nursery or get a full-time nanny like it's not something that I ever ever wanted so um but for women that would want to go back into full-time work or in a job like mine I think they find it very 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 difficult unless you have uh, in the nonni, the grandparents in italy play an essential role they're so important like half of the people the, the people i see at the park are grandparents with the children
0: oh yeah it's a it's a similar in spain where the yeah the, the grandparents you know you see them all in the parks and going for walks yeah. and, and yeah. it's uh it's it's it, it, you know that that's great as well, but it's, you know, I, I hope that it does happen because also, you know, the, the films and the, the directors and producers are missing out that they yes. can't get you know people like you because they don't help you with uh, you know like something like a nursery on set or something because I'm sure you're not the only one that has children no. for men and women. It's uh, a. <laughs>
1: I think until you do something like what Charlotte Riley's Riley do, has done, then the production companies would just assume that you'll manage. Um, yeah. So I think <laughs> we just need to maybe form an alliance <laughs> to make things <laughs> Join <forces> change. Together. <laughs> Join forces, yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, aside from that, raising a family here has been wonderful like the the healthcare is is incredible the support that you have from your community from your friends your family is yeah. great yeah. Right. yeah
0: yeah that's that's great to hear and uh mm-hmm. now you mentioned that, that your daughter is going to kindergarten so i don't know how much she talks yet but uh, is do you plan on her being you know bilingual to you know, speaking to her in english and italian or House. i hope
1: so i hope she'll be bilingual i'm trying my best at the moment so she's only 18 months now she starts um kindergarten in another year basically a year and a half she'll she'll start going when she's just before she's three um and it's a bilingual nursery okay. or bilingual kindergarten um at home um so when i'm with her i only speak in english with her um When my husband is only with her, he only speaks in Italian. Um, And I've just started to insist that when we're both together with her, we should only speak in English because her language is consolidated when she goes outside into the world and she's with her friends and she hears other people, and that's all in Italian. So I see her now like she starts to say more words in Italian. And that's correct and that's fine. But I would like her to start to also say some things in English.
0: <laughs> so of course, to be able to speak with you know your family, your friends as well yeah. back back home, yeah. because it's um, I, I have other friends as well who are uh, you know married people from you know different countries and with different languages. You know, I have uh, some friends in Ireland. Uh, from yeah. from well from abroad and it's funny because they're in you know, a Spanish or Argentinian or Italian as well and they speak their yeah. languages to their kids but then their kids are growing up with, say, a strong Irish accent. Hey,
1: <laughs> and, lovely. Uh, <laughs> lovely. It's great.
0: It's, great. It, it's funny how, you know, say the mother or the father is Spanish or Italian or Argentinian, and they speak to them in <laughs> yeah. their languages, but then the kids reply in a strong Irish accent, like, yes, ma'am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love
0: that. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, and then it's my fan as well that the kids, they correct their uh, parents on their their English, you know, if they're, if they're foreign as well. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, Maggie, my daughter, she's going to be doing that to me in Italian, for my Italian for sure, I just know it already, because I speak Italian relatively well, but Mm. with with a, a very strong accent, British accent. So I know that she's gonna really take the mick out of me for sure.
0: <laughs> she'll be a natural. She'll be
1: <laughs> No
0: mommy, we she's don't got... say this.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> or if you make any
0: any mistake with grammar or pronunciation, I'm sure she'll be
1: <laughs> Oh, she'll be on me. She'll be on me. Um, but... um...
0: But yeah, I mean, uh, what, what brings us nicely, I think, to your uh, web series, uh, Smoke and Mirrors, I believe it's called, which I saw over <laughs> the weekend and I really genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, because uh, it's, thank you. you. It, it's really good. It's really, you know, it's funny as well to deal with some issues that, you know, I think we all deal with in some form or another. Uh, but you get to speak <laughs> some Italian in that as well. And as far as I could tell, you were pretty good. I mean, I don't speak Italian. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Uh, how Um, how did this idea come about for the web series before we get into the story
1: (laughs) sure so I had always wanted to write and produce something of my own and um, I'd been with my husband for a couple of years and I was sitting on this idea I was developing it and I talked to him about it and he just said look go for it stop messing about dedicate 100% of your time to do this. And let's just see what happens. Um, Because the difference between those that do and those that don't is exactly that. Um, So I just sat down for about, I think it was about four, between four to six months and wrote every day, And some days I'd write quite a lot. Some days I'd write nothing. I'd, you know, delete everything. I hated it. I loved it. I hated it. I loved it. (laughs) Um, And because I was also kind of tired for just waiting for opportunities to knock on my door, because as an actor, it's really precarious. You can work solidly every day for a month, and then you might not work for like a year. So... I took kind of um, inspiration from some of the greatest women and decided to create the opportunity myself. And I wanted Smoke and Mirrors to kind of be a business card. This is what I can do. I can write, I can produce, and this is me as an actress. Um, so after I finished writing it, I was like, ah, oh, brilliant, now what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's done <laughs> yeah exactly somebody else can take this thanks um I thought okay I need to now I need to produce it so as opposed to going to a production company that would take all of the work off of my shoulders say like, I have enough contacts to kind of put a team together myself and that's what I did. And I was really lucky that I met a really lovely, very talented filmmaker called Daniel Russo, who was able to take my script and actually make it workable, because it's one thing to have all of these amazing ideas. And then it's another thing to be able to produce this and film it within a certain type of budget. Um so he was he was incredible and I was very lucky that uh the team that I got together were really it was such a collaborative effort, they were really involved, it was a real heart project mm. and um the the main actor that plays my husband, Pierluigi Corallo, um he auditioned for it. And I couldn't believe that he actually wanted to do it because he's quite a well-known actor and he's really esteemed. I was like, oh, God, who's going to want to do this indie, small, like low budget thing? And he was really, he was really invested. He was really excited. And I was so, I was so happy. I was so proud that he wanted to be involved. And he was the best on-screen husband. (laughs) Um, We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun filming. It It was really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, the production values to me look good. As well, you mentioned indie, low budget, but it, it looked like there were good production values. So, uh,
1: I think like with the budget that we had, I think hmm. that we did a really good job. I think that um, fairly or unfairly, people compare web series to TV series because we're used hmm. to such amazing productions on our phone. Right. Netflix, Amazon Prime, all of these uh, platforms. But they have hundreds of thousands um, yes. <laughs> but I think for for what it what it was and and a first-time project, I'm I'm proud of it.
0: Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. As, as I told you, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, oh, thank you. Thanks um, so much. Yeah, no, I mean I I was laughing through it as well. And then <laughs> I do generally wanted to know what happened as well because it you know builds up and builds up and builds up. Um <laughs> but fr- first of all, what I wanted to ask as well is um you know, and again, I promise we'll get to the story, but I'm also curious sure. about because I know we spoke that, uh, you know, filming during lockdown and during COVID as well. Mm. Uh, mm. How much was, you know, was, was filmed during COVID or, or before COVID um, for this web series? I mean, I'm sure you had enough challenges without COVID. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we were really lucky that we managed to film the majority, majority of it before covid even know what COVID was Mm. but then we um and then COVID happened and we still had one more episode to film oh really (laughs) so yeah I postponed it and postponed it um until in Italy we were allowed to the restrictions allowed us to meet and film this last episode that we needed to film Um, but it meant that I couldn't involve any other actors. It basically just had to be me. And that's episode three. Oh, that's and episode you can, you can yeah, okay. yeah, you can see that. Um, so I would have done episode three completely differently. Uh, but thanks to COVID, I <laughs> wasn't able to. So you had to adapt the um, writing, did you, for, uh, because of COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Oh,
0: yeah. that's a
1: shame. Yeah, or, or, or it,
0: was, was it, it is. Did, yeah, or, you know, was it, was it, I don't know helpful in any way. No,
1: I'm guessing not. or um... Um, I guess it could have been considered helpful because it was only me basically acting in it. but I think that the episode would have been richer with Pierre Luigi that played my husband or you know, Max, the, the, the barman. It would have been it would have been a much richer episode. but you know, in Italian we say pazienza. you know, mm-hmm. c'est la vie. Mm. <laughs> you know made my piece of it otherwise I just I would never have finished it and it risked the risk was um the product would have become really old
0: well I I didn't notice because you know now I don't know if this is um you know curiosity now when I see series or films or web series that you know are released during COVID I'm always trying to guess okay what are the subtle changes now during COVID? and I shouldn't I know but it's uh, it is a testament to this that I at first I was you know thinking oh but then I kind of forgot about it because I was totally <laughs> into the story of the characters and I did not notice in episode three that's ah, good would be different I generally didn't notice that it, it flowed well for me so, you know, oh, thank you. That's I have to go back team. to watch episode three now. You <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and were people behind the scenes able to uh, still be there as well as like the director and uh, anybody else who, who were there?
1: Yeah, no, everybody that was behind the scenes was able to be there. Um, we um, obviously obeyed all of the rules, social mm. distancing, masks, tests, all of that stuff. Um, because Italy, that... I believe,
0: you know, was badly hit at first. Anyway, but
1: God, it was it's... awful. It was a tragedy. What happened? Yeah. But
0: uh, but yeah, no. Well done on being able to finish it. Um,
1: Thank you. Know, with you. The extra
0: challenge that COVID provided, <laughs> <just> on top <laughs> yeah. of everything else. I know. Um, I know. I guess you know. I'll, I'll let, because I don't want to give any spoilers, uh, because I know hmm. it's uh, just a few episodes. Well, so I'll let you. Could you tell us, you know, the, the setup or the story of *Smoke and Mirrors*?
1: So, *Smoke and Mirrors* is about a binational marriage, and it tells the story of this married couple um, that they they should be really, really happy because they're new in their marriage. But um, my character, for whatever reason, we don't know in the beginning, has just left a psychiatric ward. And she's trying to gain back the, the support and trust of her husband. But every time she tries to do this, she just makes it worse. So... Within this theme, I just wanted to kind of show sometimes how your best efforts, they just sometimes don't work. It can be, um, you can just push people further away the harder you try. And um, my character is a struggling uh, actress and stand up comedian. <laughs> so it's sort of autobiographical in this sense. <laughs> and uh, she's trying to find her place in the world and she she feels like she's really struggling she's trying to get back on her feet after this mental break um and she just she can't manage it and one night she argues for you know the millionth time with her husband and this is where the lie starts (laughs) And she perpetuates this lie because she sees a change in him. When she says that she's been to the doctor and she might be unwell, he is a businessman. He's very, you know, uh, how do you say, square, and very business-like. He suddenly becomes, he, he flips from being very cold and very distant to very loving and very sweet exactly the love language you know these five love languages this love language that my character wants and she does she's shocked and she doesn't know what to do and so she continues this line every time she goes to tell the truth something happens that stops her so this series explores um, couple's dynamics from the banal to the extreme and what we're capable of doing for love how far will you go for your love story how far will you take the lie and it's meant to show that despite um despite uh language differences cultural differences age differences we all argue about the same things and it's meant to show that in the The struggles that we have every day, and these battles that we have every day, something beautiful can manifest and come out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's perfectly said. I would say because uh, I think uh, you know you've explained the story and the themes of it without giving any spoilers. (laughs) I
1: tried my best,
0: (laughs) which which is a talent by itself. Um, no, as I said, I really liked it. And curious thing is why you mentioned it was semi-autobiographical because the character is also called Holly Mumford. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is, a, this is a kind of, this is my first-time film kind of writer mistake. I wrote the script <laughs> with, the, with my original name um, just so I could write it more easily. And when I came to film, I was meant to change it. Um, and I never did. And so by the time we filmed like the first episode, the name had already Holly had already been said. So it was too late. So I was like, oh fuck it, you know, <laughs> that, it doesn't matter, just keep it. But um, you know, with hindsight, uh, I I should have changed the name, yeah. Oh no, I
0: think it kind of maybe adds to it. But as I think well. it's
1: also so... do you know what it's also like Um, Push the boundaries a bit of whether it was really um, reality or fiction because I could have changed my name to Sarah and but it's clearly that I'm portraying elements of myself so this Mm. kind of struggling stand-up actress so it's whether you you really say you you know or you don't know by um, having a, a different name Or you blur the line even more by having used my real name.
0: I, I think it, was, he mentioned it could work. He's written semi-autobiographical, and then character's name is Holly Mumford. Now I was kind of guessing that it wasn't really who you were, but mean dumb
1: parts. <laughs> Listen, I haven't as yet been in a psychiatric ward, and I haven't like burned anything. I'm not that bad. <laughs> so, That's good. I can be, but you know, I can be everything. Sorry.
0: sorry. No, sorry. Um, No, because you mentioned as well that um, the Italian actor was a great on-screen husband, but (laughs) the funny (laughs) thing was that with the characters, that not always great, but but I also liked how you didn't judge the characters, you know, that there was no one who was Mm. bad or just good. It was, they felt real. And I mentioned this to (laughs) you before that they felt, both of them felt very relatable to me. I don't know what that says oh, about me, but. <laughs> um, they both oh, that's so
1: wonderful to hear. Relatable. I was really you know, like,
0: both of them, you know, with your character wanting him to say, you know, I love you and just show affection. Mm. And I'm like, yes. Mm. But then he's like, I've already said it. (laughs) What more? Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. He's tired.
1: (laughs) He's, you know, he comes home, he's tired. He just wants to, you know, relax, switch off from work, but she's on because she needs a sense of recognition. And then vice versa, when he needs a sense of recognition, she's, you know, some other place, she's too busy. She's she's distracted. but, yeah, no, the, the, all of the characters, should you should see yourself in them and they should, they should be really relatable. I'm so happy no, that you said that. That's,
0: that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it as well. And I have to say as well, the acting was great by yourself and by your on-screen husband and the barman as well. But I have to say, no. the, the best actor, one of the best actors, uh, wasn't human, <laughs> I think. Ah, oh, <laughs> Lily! <laughs> it was Lily.
1: So, uh, did, did she have
0: to uh, audition for the part as well? <laughs>
1: oh no, she's like Meryl Streep. She doesn't need to audition. <laughs> she's just, you know, she's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, Would you imagine that it's, 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 it's a dog that was in Yeah, <laughs> but no, she was. She was. She was great as well. I mean, uh, just. I don't know, just when, you're, when you were dancing with her as well, and she's kind of like, okay, I'm going with this.
1: Oh, <laughs> Lily is just the best little dog you could ever. I know every dog owner says that about their dog, <laughs> but Lily truly is. <laughs> she's been my oh my best friend, my everything oh. for the last almost, well, 11 years now, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, she, yeah. she looked really cute and she looked really comfortable with you as well. That uh, You could tell that, <laughs> uh, you know, she was oh, like, okay, I'm, go- I'm going it. with this or whatever is happening.
1: <laughs> she's so used to everything. You know, when I did stand-up, I used to take, I did a couple of sketches with her. Uh, oh, and it's really? a bit like doing um, uh, the UK Comedy Store. Mm. Um, so... It's quite a big audience and it can be televised as well. Poor <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lily, she was so cute. And once we did like, we did this sketch, I can't remember, it was a fantasy versus reality. And we finished our sketch and she was very good. She performed incredibly. Mm. And we went back off behind the curtain and I went to go to the bathroom, but because she couldn't see me anymore, she thought that maybe I'd gone back on stage. So she ran oh, back no. out on stage <laughs> and interrupted this other guy's sketch. It was so funny. He had to improvise. It was so funny. Oh, I would have oh, loved yeah. to see seen it. It's... Oh, she was so good. I don't do it anymore now with her because she's getting on a bit. So she finds oh, okay. it. Yeah, no, yeah. she finds it. This is when she was a, still quite, um, still almost a puppy. Uh, right, but, um, yeah, no, yeah no, I, mean, she, I think it. she
0: definitely added to this web series um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, and I can't remember exactly what your character said but it's something when you're in the kitchen and your character said something like oh and you know I want to have sex with my husband and then her ears pricked up and I was like oh tell me more <laughs> I was like oh so she is a gossip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Lily what she's been witness to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but uh no i will share links to that because it is on youtube i forgot to mention that it's yes. on youtube and it's uh free as well is it is it, or, uh, it is, yeah. yeah yeah which is uh i mean well, great for us for you but i would definitely recommend <laughs> people because the episodes are about five six minutes long and i generally didn't, yes. didn't notice the time go by i could have happily watched more um oh, brilliant. so g- genuinely as, as well and um, so then what's um are you able to say what the future holds? Is there a season two, perhaps, or anything else that you're working on? You're able to say, or anything at all that you can say? Uh, what we consider? well, yeah,
1: I'm working really hard to get *Smoke and Mirrors* picked up by a production company to actually make it into a TV production. So I'm in discussion now with a couple of um, a couple of companies, a couple of production companies, to see if we can make that happen so Netflix, because my Amazon. idea are uh, all of them hopefully <laughs> it would be great <laughs> oh my god it would be a dream come true like because my idea my script is much more elaborate than what mm. um youtube or uh, the web series allowed me to do um so yeah fingers crossed we'll see um I'm not somebody that gives up very easily um, (laughs) because, you know, you need to work things that are really worthwhile and your dreams you need to really work hard for. They don't come easily, I don't think.
0: Definitely. Well, I think that your web series probably made record that all of the comments on the YouTube videos were all positive
1: yeah yeah they were
0: I've never seen that before on YouTube
1: (laughs) I know know. there was this one guy amazing um his name oh I'd have to I can't remember um but he's uh based in America and he was like so supportive so wonderful like with his comments he'd tune in every week he was great, like, and I didn't, I didn't expect it, because it is a controversial, the biggest theme, the lie, is very controversial, it can really upset a lot of people, um, and I was very prepared for that as well, Um, but the majority of the feedback I got was 99.9% very positive.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah. mean it, yeah. it. It deals with you know sensitive issues, but it, mm. I think it you know dealt with them. You know, it's like it, it's a comic, it's a comedy, but it doesn't kind of make fun of either the characters no. or the issue. It deals with them no. sensitively. Um, you, yeah. know, you mentioned as well that uh, your character was in a psychiatric ward, but you know again, yeah. it never pokes fun at them or the husband or so, yes. the issue or the lie. It's kind of like they're okay. like real people, kind of in these. You know, kind of to make make the situation funny.
1: (laughs) Well, that's also something that I I didn't want to make fun of at all because Mm. um, mental illness, I think we really kind of box people. So you're uh, you're anxious, you're depressed, you're bipolar, you're schizophrenic, you're this and you're that. Um, Whereas mental illness can be very grey. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I wanted to approach with real sympathy. I've suffered from crippling anxiety and have had to be have, have had to take uh, medication in the past for anxiety and panic attacks. So that was a, a, um, a theme that I definitely wanted to approach and I wanted um, people to feel as if it wasn't like judged at all.
0: No, I mean, that's how, how I felt as well. And I think during COVID as well, worldwide, I think we can all relate more so um, yeah. with people, you know, with mental health as well. That even like, I never really thought so much about it. But now I'm like, yeah, geez, it can affect all of us. Um, yes, it can. So, uh, well, as I said, I will leave a link um, to this episode. I genuinely recommend people to watch. Um, oh, for, you. No worries at all. And where can people find you if they wanted to find out more, you know, either about you or about your work? Is there any website or anywhere online that they can find out more about you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on um, Instagram. That's uh, a public profile that I use quite often. And that's Holly and Lily Life.
0: Okay, I actually just followed um, you before. I mean, on Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there you need, go. need
0: to say that on Instagram. Finish
1: <laughs> <us>. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, oh, I'm going to follow you back. I can just see. Perfect.
0: Okay, I mean, my, um, mine is nowhere near as interesting, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, no, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I have a landing page for Smoke and Mirrors, um, which you could also find by um, following me on my personal page. It's in the link of my, on my profile um and yeah yeah that's it perfect and
0: is there anything else you'd like to mention to people this thing before we finish so I you know I don't know if I put you on the spot but
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> um I just would love to uh love to say thank you for listening and I hope that everybody stays well and safe mm. and that there is light at the end of the tunnel and we will be able to be all reunited with our family and our friends really soon and if this lockdown has taught us anything it's really taught us what is truly important for us and not to let this lockdown try your hardest if you're suffering from you know anxiety or you feel that you're tending to to become somebody that you don't want to become because of lockdown, really fight against it. Go and speak to someone, speak to a friend, speak to a family member, speak to a professional. Um, but yeah, just everybody. We're almost uh, at the end of this terrible, I, terrible I definitely journey.
0: Rela- relate to that. So I definitely concur with what you said. If you do find yourself kind of mm. it is affecting you, then we just speak yeah. to someone or do something different, even. You know, it, because I know people saying that, oh, I don't want to do another Zoom call. But what someone told mm. me is uh, you can just pick up the phone and call someone by phone.
1: Just, just <laughs> pick up the phone, even even if, it, even if it feels really difficult and you don't want to do it, mm. you feel embarrassed. We are all human. And as soon as you start saying it, you'll see the reaction that you get. I feel the same. Oh, me too. And you will feel so much better.
0: Definitely. Well, I think that's a great way to, to end on. Thank you so much, Holly. It's uh, oh, Thank you delight.
1: so much. Me, and, for me too, truly.
0: And uh, hopefully, well, I will let you know once we're allowed to travel, hopefully I'll be able to go to Milan.
1: <laughs> Fantastico. Ti aspetto.
0: So, perfect. Uh, you have to teach me Italian then as well. <laughs> I will.
1: I will. We're waiting uh, for you.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much, Holly. Take care.
1: Thank you so much. You take care too and um, speak to you soon.